Well, good evening, everybody. It is your host, C.L. King, coming to you live from the High Definition Studios here in Impactville. And I want you to know that tonight is the first night of the very busy broadcast week. And I am delighted that we get to spend these moments with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We come to your virtual living rooms live, and we do this for one reason, because we understand how important impact is. Now, I want you guys to get one thing clear and one thing clear right up front. Tonight, I have brought by a special request. It took me a lot to get him here, but I got him. The Evangelist. Darian T. Locklear, and he hails from a town outside of Lumberton. I'll tell, I'll let him tell you where the town is because I can't remember. But he is an absolute phenom preaching machine. And here's why we connected. We connected at Apostle Mr. Strayhorn's church where he was preaching a youth revival. He didn't know I was even in the audience. And I said, oh, we need to have him on this podcast. Now, let me explain why. Because this man of God is preaching to a generation that he's preaching a message to this generation that is not a message of compromise. He's not preaching a message of ease, nor is he preaching a message of neutrality, but he's preaching the full whole counsel gospel of Jesus Christ. And as you guys know, on Impact Life 24-7, we have people who come here from all over the world. We have people from New Zealand. We have people from Israel. We've had everybody from almost 40-something countries on this show. But one thing that I always try to stress is, even though this isn't a quote-unquote faith-based podcast, we don't ever make make an apology for the faith that we have. And this young man is traveling around the country preaching the gospel at the age of 23 years old. Now, most 23-year-olds may run from a calling such as that. They may not feel that this generation will listen to them. But when I heard Evangelist Locklear preach, I realized God's hand was upon him. Put your hands together and welcome with me the one, the only, the Evangelist, Evangelist Locklear. Welcome, Evangelist. Bless you, sir. It's a pleasure to be with you. Man, it's so good to be with you, sir. And I just want you to know that it is our high honor and privilege to bring you to these high definition studios here at Impactville. And and I, we just met y'all. We just met literally thirty minutes ago. <laughs> and and I, but I knew he was a sharp dresser because I've been following him. We don't bring people on here without vetting them. And I I know what type of pedigree he has and life that he lives. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna dress down to see what the evangelist does. And sure enough, he done. Next time I have him back on i'm gonna step my game up yo i'm gonna step it up baby (laughs) so anyway welcome evangelist darian locklear and let's get right to it because you know preachers love to talk and we ramble on forever so we're gonna get you uh to the floor tell us um how people can contact you and where they can find you bro well first and foremost it is a pleasure and a delight to be on the impact impact uh broadcast uh but they can connect with me on Facebook at Evangelist Darian Locklear Ministries or just Evangelist Darian Locklear on Facebook Live, Instagram. Uh, we also have some other outlets that we're working on trying to get accomplished. We're working on an official website, hopefully soon and very soon. 
but that is the main outlet that you can reach me on is Facebook at Darian Locklear, Darian T. Locklear, Evangelist Darian T. Locklear, excuse me. Yeah, Evangelist Darian T. Locklear, I want you guys to go there, connect with him. He's been doing something that's really inspired me. He doesn't even know that I'm on his uh, morning motivations when he's driving wherever he's going. I'm I'm on there, brother. I'm there with you. And his words of encouragement to the nation are so impactful. They're so deep, but yet they're so relative and tangible and applicable. So I just want you, everybody to begin who listens to this live and or that would download the podcast later on. I want you to go to Evangelist Darian T. Locklear on Facebook and follow him and get inspired because when the man speaks, uh, heaven responds. So thank you so much, Dar- uh, Darian, for being with us. And one other thing I want to get out the way so we can kind of get down to the nitty gritty and let's do the preacher thing. Tell us, just don't give us the whole story because I know it, it could go for four hours. Tell us oh, yeah. a little bit about yourself, though, and your background, bro. Well, we've been preaching uh, for five years in ministry. Uh, it began at a very, very uh, difficult time in my life. Ministry uh, wasn't something I selected, uh, but we were called originally in the at the age of in the uh, the age group of seventh grade. Excuse me. Um, I began preaching at eighteen. I've been preaching now for five years. Uh, ministry has been one of those things uh, that has been my life. I really believe that God called me for this purpose. There's no other purpose. I was put on the planet uh, again, preaching at that age. And it has just been ever since then, just been a skyrocketed day in God. And it's been just his grace that has brought us to this point. Uh, but we've had a great pedigree. My my dad was a preacher. My mom uh, was a great woman of God that was just anointed and seasoned, taught me the way of holiness, taught me the way of consecration. Uh, and they taught me, they support me. They're very good parents. They're very uh, uplifting, very correcting. If I'm out of line, they're quick to tell me that I'm out of line, <laughs> um, but I thank God for it. Uh, so that's pretty much how we started, man. It's It's been all God ever since. I love what you said there. And we, I told I told the evangelist that, you know, two preachers get together. It can be, it could probably be a four-hour podcast. So we're just going oh, to yeah. let the Holy Ghost lead us. But one thing that you said there about correcting parents, um, I saw I saw a preacher post this the other day and it really resonated with me because you've heard recently in recent years. I didn't hear it growing up as a kid in church, but in recent years, this thing called church hurt. Right. Yeah, I, I'm not, I, I don't diminish what somebody has gone through because I didn't walk in their shoes. But he quote he made a, a quote and he said, correction is not church hurt. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa. Yes, maybe sometimes it's just the mere fact that you got corrected by some spiritual authority and that Mm -hmm. got you twisted. What do you think about that, Elder? I would agree. And I think that that is a misconceptionalized topic. Um, A lot of people want to be better, but a lot of people don't understand the prospect of being better is to correct issues that aren't better. In order for you to be a succeeding saint, if you will, or a succeeding person in Christianity or just in life, there has to be correction. Correction makes you better, it does not harm you. Um, Now granted, some people can misinterpret correction and use it as a weapon rather than a tool of guidance. Uh, But that's not what we're talking about. Correction, if it is done in its right spirit, is absolutely made to help the child of God and the person. 
Well, that's so good. And and again, ladies and gentlemen, you can connect with this great evangelist. And for all of my preacher friends out there and pastors, you need to have this man at your church immediately. Uh, and I'm going to tag some of our some of our friends uh, who I know would love and be blessed by your ministry, evangelist Darian T. Locklear. And you can see his 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 website and link to Facebook in the group chat for those of you who are live. And you can also find it in the show notes as uh, if you download the podcast. So, Darian, let me ask you this question, brother. When it comes to, you know, what God's calling on your life, obviously as an evangelist, but what do you feel is the message? I know you got millions of messages because you're, you got to preach every night almost. <laughs> but what, do, what do you feel is your, your thrust or your purpose in this 21st century generation? Oh, man, I, I really believe that the whole reason and the whole origin that God selected me, and I say that very humbly, um, from everybody else, what makes me different is growing up in church and, and maturing in God. I, I saw the gap that was between the generations of church. Uh, I saw it. I, I felt uh, the disconnect from my generation, um, the hurt, if you would, that had been afflicted. Uh, if you will, the ignorance of people in our generation. And I began to really pray when God called me. I said, okay, God, I, if I'm going to do this thing that you've called me to do, if I'm going to do it effectively, I don't want to be just another person. I don't want to be just another name. I don't want to be just another uh, topic or just another one-hit wonder. If I'm going to do this, if you're going to send me to the nations, uh, I want to be effective and I want to be for a purpose. And I really begin to pray about that. And God began to put in my spirit, Jeremiah, and how Jeremiah was called to a nation of people. Some that did not receive his call. A lot of them didn't understand his call, but he was called to a nation for one purpose. And that was to call the nation of Israel back to a state of recalibration and repentance. And because of that, because of that call that he put on my life, I really believe that that has been the true goal and assignment is to call the weary generation that has went astray, that has forgot what it means to be Christians, to be Christ-like back to a place of Christianity and to his place of spirituality, because I believe the problem with the church is we learn the life of church, but sometimes we forget to live the life. We learn how to do it and to go in the motions and to have all the emotionalism, especially as Pentecostals. Uh, but we learn the emotionalism, but we don't quite grasp the life. Uh, and I really believe that was the purpose that God called me is to bridge the gap with generations that have one got weary with a generation that has yes been rebellious, yes been stubborn, but also to a generation that has a reason and a issue that is in their life that needs correction to mend the gap and say, hey, we are the church. You have your issues. You have your issues. But let's meet in the middle. Let's get these issues together and let's serve God. I believe that was the agenda that God called me for. Ooh, wow. That, I love it. I love it. I love it. And again, you can connect with evangelist Darian T. Locklear. I forgot to tell him how much we promote people on this show, but go to Facebook right now 
and like his page and tell him you saw him on Impacting Life 24-7. I just tagged one of my friends I just preached for recently, Bishop Paulette Bryant. And uh, when she sees this, I'm going to tell her to reach out to you and have you preach at her church because you are just an absolute uh, amazing man of God. Now, one of the things that, that maybe people don't understand because they've heard me refer to you as an evangelist, uh, can you help just in layman's term tell us what the office of an evangelist is or what the work of an evangelist is compared to, let's say, a pastor or, or any of the other fivefold ministries? Correct. So with with evangelism, uh, and I really believe that the role of evangelism sometimes goes uh, unwelcome and unnoticed. Everybody wants to be a higher up in the fivefold ministry. And I understand uh, with that, there comes authority and some people like the authority. We won't deal with that tonight, though. But uh, when it comes to evangelism, the, the sole purpose of evangelism is for there to be a messenger. Uh, the evangelistic field is the messenger of Christ, the, the person that goes to people necessarily that don't understand everything, that are having issues uh, to bring a word of encouragement or sometimes in some cases, many cases here lately, very recently, uh, a message of recalibration or a message of re reformation or sometimes just an informative message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so with evangelism, evangelism connects and is to draw you closer to what God is saying. What is the next temperature that God is giving the body of Christ? Um, so with evangelism, there's a lot that comes with it. It's not just you travel, you preach, and that's it. Uh, I tell people, I wish it was that easy. The easy part is standing before a congregation and declaring the word of the Lord. The easy part is that. Uh, but you know, got to understand you're dealing with people's lives. You're dealing with people's souls. You're dealing with people's emotions. I tell people evangelism is a 24-7 ministry constantly. And in all humbleness, we have people that are calling us, texting us. Ladarian, I'm struggling. I'm, poor, I'm going through things. I'm dealing with warfare. Uh, and they just won't help, and they want to know how to battle it with the Word of God and how to do it the right way. Uh, and evangelism, I believe, has misinterpreted that. We really think that it's just traveling and doing what we want to do, but it's deeper than that. You are called to a people 24-7. There is no rest in the role of evangelism, and it's for everybody. God has used the evangelist for all, for all throughout time since he established it, for the message. He is the messenger of Christ. Oh, that's good. John the Baptist was the evangelist. Whoa, locusts and wild honey, right, brother? Now, you're not, yes, eating, you're not out there eating locusts and wild honey, are you, brother? No, 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 no. <laughs> I think we've elevated from uh, locusts and wild honey. Maybe chicken, you know. <laughs> that's the new locusts and wild honey is chicken, yeah. Oh, so yeah, our friend, good. the great evangelist, tell us what city you are from, brother. I am from the great small city of Maxton, North Carolina. Literally, you blink and you will miss it. Uh, but I would I would rather be nowhere else than the great city of Maxton, North Carolina. Maxton, North Carolina. And, you know, the, I think the reason why God brought us together is because that's what my ministry is, is a ministry of an evangelist. And yes, even, even as I travel as a professional speaker, that's what I do as an mm -hmm. occupation. But I also, even when I'm going and I'm doing a thing at a school, I'm teaching in a corporate setting, I still feel like I got to give these people a message. And yes, you, you were so clear in that, brother. And and what people don't understand, maybe they miss it in, in the evangelistic ministry, is 
that in some cases you might get brought in for one night. You might mm-hmm. get brought in for one service. You don't yeah. have the luxury of being there as the pastor week after week, knowing all the ins and outs of the church and, and all and all the nuances and, and the proclivities of people. You, you might get brought in for one night and you and like you said, you're talking about you got to care for these people and deliver for them a word. And sometimes you might be prepared to deliver something. And God says, um, that won't work for this congregation. Have, has that happened to you, brother? Very much so. And I think with evangelism, I think it is very key to be in tune with the spirit of God so that you are in tune with the people of God. Yes. If you are not in tune with God, then therefore you are out of sync with God's people. And I think that's what happens. I think that so many people learn when it comes to preaching and in evangelism, they go hand in hand. But when you preach and you're in evangelism, I think the issue is we have learned how to rehearse so much when it comes to scripture and we preach the same things over and over and over again. And then it becomes, you know, just mediocrity where everybody's heard it. Uh, but there's no study for a in-season word for the people. Uh, for a prime example, I cannot preach uh, a word that was preached yesterday for another body, for a body that I may be preaching for this week. They're mm-hmm. different people. They're going through different situations, different emotional states, maybe with similarity with the same devil. But however, the devil was hitting them with different points. So therefore, we have to be strategic in the message, how we deliver. And like you said, uh, evangelism, it, it connects with a person in their life. Uh, even times when I can't sometimes even have a normal conversation with somebody without wanting to, you know, deliver a message of encouragement. Uh, because you hear things and you can you can hear it in the spirit when somebody is distressed or they're hurting, you can pick it up and you want to help. You want to be that voice that God would have you to be. Uh, so like you said, man, it, it's a 24-7 job and it, it takes a man that's in sync with God. Praise God. Again, evangelist Darian T. Locklear, an anointed vessel for this 21st century uh, church, not just young people. He ministers to the to the young and old <laughs> to, for, for, for because here I am 49 and I was thrown off my seat. You know, it, it, it's interesting because God has checked me on that, like because I speak so much, brother uh, Locklear, sometimes I go to places and I'm like, okay, let me critique what he's going to say. Right. Yeah. Let me critique the music or let blah, blah, blah. blah. Right? Yes, sir. And, and, and the Lord has checked me in recent years. Like, hey, look, if you're going to go to church and you're not you're not the minister, then go and worship me. You should be worshiping me anyway. But don't go and try to analyze and, you know, exegesis the guy's text. Just mm-hmm. go and let me minister to you. And when I stopped doing that, man, that's why I was so uplifted when I came to the service with you is because I wasn't looking like, well, who's this young buck or blah, blah, yeah. blah. I, it wasn't, was nothing like that. I was just like, God, you spoke to my spirit. And um, I want to ask you about that, though, when, when it comes to being an evangelist and traveling to various locales throughout the country, ha- have you found it? I just want to ask a practical question because, you know, what was it, Timothy, you know, Paul told him, hey, look, don't despise the days of your youth. How, mm-hmm. how, how have you how have you navigated that in the body of Christ? Because some folks can be uh, sanctimonious, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? 
and, yes, and what, how have how have you navigated that uh god calling you at such a a, a younger age well with with that there are always going to be some people um that take age as you know a discredit uh but matter of fact just just a few moments before the live began we were talking and and the zoom call began we were talking uh, to my girlfriend and my girlfriend and me were discussing some things uh, prior and some things I was studying on. Uh, all throughout the Bible, God has selected youth. Uh, God raised up David at a very early age. Samuel was anointed as a prophet very early. I mean, all of these great men uh, that God called at an early age um, to begin to serve in the kingdom, uh, God uses youth. And I think that with youth, yes, there does come a level of inexperience in the physical. Uh, but we have to understand that the caliber of a calling of a person uh, has nothing to do with their physical age. Uh, spirituality is something that deals with uh, when it comes with the spirit. Um, there is a difference in earthly wisdom and spiritual wisdom. And we have to learn to dissect the two. Uh, you can be 100 years old and you don't have a lot of spirit. Uh, you can be 20 years old and don't have a lot of spirit. Um, it's about the dedication to the spirit of God, learning what the spirit of God is saying and flowing through. Knowing who you are in God is key. You got to be key and, and strong in who God has called you to be. Uh, I can't preach like I'm 80 years old and preach like I'm 50 years old because that's not my calling. I'm not there yet. When I'm there, the Lord will get me there and it'll be more seasoned. Uh, but however, at that same time, you have to learn to be flexible in the presence of God where God can mold you and shape you into the person that he can use you as. Because if you get up there and you think, you know, uh, that nobody's going to receive you. And that was a big thing with me when the Lord first called me to preach was, well, God, my dad's an evangelist. My my grandma ministers and she has a ministry and ministry has been all in my family. So what do I have to offer? What do I have to bring different to the table? And I have to get over that and understand that it's not about me. Right. Uh, I'm just the vessel. Uh, if I allow God to do what he wants to do through me, then God will do exactly what he wants and everything will be accomplished in his set order and plan. Um, but with that, you have to, again, learn that with experience comes spirit and you have to learn with experience to learn from things that you uh, say. I'm a very, when you say critique of preachers, I'm very critiquing of myself. Uh, I've been made of that caliber where I'm very a student of what I say. I'll go back and listen. And if I hear something that doesn't sound right, I'll correct myself and say, OK, you need to learn not to say that again. You need to learn how to better phrase that. Or if something's hey, not as clear. Hold on. Let me just let me just interject. Let me just stop it right yeah. here because my wife may or may not listen to this podcast <laughs> later on. I'm up in the high definition studios and she's down in her shop downstairs. But I want yeah. her to go on note of a matter of fact, I'm gonna tag her right now that the man of God says that he goes back. Y'all heard it out there in Impactville. The man of God says that he goes back and listens to things he says. He is a student of what he says. And my wife's like, Here, now this is just a running joke in our house, right? She's like, are you listening to yourself again? <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. She's like, right, uh, how many more times are you gonna listen to yourself? <laughs> Okay, and you know, oh, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm uh, okay. I get it, babe. I understand you deal with transactional. Her business is transactional, right? So she makes a right. product, people buy it. But I yeah. have to make sure 
that what like you say, man, did I did did I was I too aggressive? Was I too abrasive? You you know what I'm saying? Then you go back and say, man, I got to refine not just that particular message, but I got to refine myself, right? Delivery is key. And if the delivery is has any form of a weak point, I have found with people, no matter if you're saved or not, the delivery, when there is a weak point in it, people are very quick to put pressure on any form of weakness in the delivery. So you have to be better. That is how you evolve, not compromise, but that is how you evolve into being better. You cannot get better if you don't know your mistakes. Um, and I get some people, you know, I, I've told people that and they say, oh, that's arrogance, that's pride. It's not pride, it's called perfecting the gift. Yes. He tells us to be a good steward of what he gives us. We're to be a good steward of what he gives us in our hands. The Bible speaks on it with the man with the talent. He That's took right. the talent, buried it. There was those that went and got more talents. If God gives you a talent, if God gives you a gift, it is meant for you to better it. So it is that much more effective. That is what God expects from us. Did y'all believe that I was able to land this high-powered evangelist on Impact Life 24-7? I've been trying to get Denzel, and I'm like, Denzel, I ain't getting you. I'm getting the evangelist, Darian T. Locklear, all yes, the way did. from, look, we're North Carolina brethren, and we, we're both evangelists, and, and I, I really do feel like that God brought us together. I just went to one night of the revival, and that's all I needed to I needed to hear. Now, when we talk about, and I, man, look it's already seven lord have mercy uh, when when i when i when i when i listen to the message that you preach and what you preach and how you deliver it and i listen to your lives i i do believe that there is a generation that is still hungry for the move of god now absolutely you remember earlier this year that that the big revival broke out in asbury remember that and everybody yes, was going to their campus and they were, you know, everybody was driving from miles away and, oh my God, look at, look at the glory and these kids aren't leaving. But what about our own neighborhoods, evangelists? And, and I just preached on this at, at, uh, at the last service I was at. I was like, what if this is the next Asbury? Why do we have to go and see such a great spectacle? What about that being in our young people right in our own community help us with that brother it, it is a disgrace that we have positioned the presence of god to be so distant uh i'm a big person i may get in trouble for saying this but i'm a big person uh, i'm not big when it comes on foreign missions um not to say that that is not needful Right. Um, but however, there is a ministry and a mission in our local communities. I tell people, I said, if we could get one move of God that will shift just a city or even better yet, a county within our localized community, our churches would be full, man of God. And, and, it, and I feel like we've neglected it because the devils that we have dealt with and the demonic spirits that we have dealt with have been so oppressive that the people of God have grown weary 
And the Bible speaks on that. We, we've grown weary with the fight in our local communities, and we don't want to deal with the warfare in the spirit anymore. But I believe that God is stirring up a generation that wants the move of God, not in uh, a different country, not on a different platform, but they want a move of God in their own life right here. They want a, a move of God in Robinson County, in North Carolina, South Carolina, these different states, with the United States. We want a move of God here. And we want to see God do it in the midst of a localized area. We want to see God pour out his spirit because the Bible said in the last days he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. So it, it's not it's not a regional thing. It's not a localized element where God moves here and doesn't move here. The Bible said he's everywhere present and nowhere is he found absent. So God will do it here, just like he did it in Osbury, just like he did it on the states that where revival broke out. God will move right here. And I believe that he's starting. I really believe that God is starting. I believe because people are hungry and because people have a desire for the move of God, God is beginning to show them, I can and will do what you ask me to do. See, that's such a great point, ladies and gentlemen. He, he hit the nail on the head. My wife and I were just talking about this the other day about people. Listen, I love foreign missions. You know, I've supported them for years, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. One of the things that I've always struggled with, brother, and I'll just be transparent with you. They can't censor me. Yes, yes. It's my show. <laughs> I, 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 I have always struggled with someone saying, I'm called to go minister in Uganda. And they've never, yeah. and they've never invited anyone in their neighborhood to church. Never. Correct. I'm like, so you're, you're called to skip several oceans and and land masses and continents to go over there but but you've never you never brought a soul into the to, to your own local assembly and that's something that's Correct. something right so we got to get out of the whole mentality like you say of it being oh it's a shiny thing over there and that's the only we can have moves of god right in our our own locale it's just that if my people will hum who are called by my name right will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face. That's when that's when we see the mighty hand of God moving, brother. And I'm so yes, thankful yes, that yes. we were able to bring the word of God through the man of God, evangelist Darian Locklear. Again, you see his link in the, the live chat. Just look him up, Evangelist T. Locklear on Facebook. And you can connect with him through ministry. He's taking engagements. Is your calendar still open for the for the remainder of the year, sir? We do have some. We have a lot uh, going on right now in September, but we do have some coming up in the following ending closing of the year. So, yes, sir, we do have engagements still open. Okay, so book him today. And if you need to get up with him, you can you can reach him on Facebook. Is there any other way besides Facebook you would want to you want want people to contact you, or is that the main one? If they go through Facebook, my profile picture has all the contact information that you will ever need. Uh, my phone number is in it. Uh, my email address is in it. All of those good things. So if they need any form of contact, Facebook is the main outlet. 
that way everything can fall into place that's perfect and we love it i love a man that's organized he's a sharp dresser too man i'm telling you like <laughs> he don't never not be matching i'm just like man I, I got to when we have the evangelist back y'all when we have we're gonna have evangelist back we just gonna tonight we were just warming warming him up but when we when we bring him back we just gonna cut him loose and y'all gonna be in for it i'm just <laughs> i'm just telling you just better stand by and let me just tell you this let me tell you this man of god is is that you know when we talk about don't despise mm -hmm. the days of your youth we also have talked about being who god called you to be right in in, in a yes. matter in a matter of speaking so you don't preach like an 80 year old because you're preaching the way god has outfitted you to preach in this season right and that's one thing where mm -hmm. i was coming up i came up during the charismatic movement you know where you know, people was laying hands and folks falling out and all that. And then I'm, I'm mm -hmm. fine with that. But I was trying to imitate those people on the silver screen. And I realized that was just imitation. That wasn't, that wasn't, yeah. that wasn't anointing on my part. Now, I don't know the price they paid to walk in their anointing, but it surely wasn't me to be able to intimidate that or, mm -hmm. or, or, or copy that. And so over the years, bro, I have, settled down into the saddle of my calling right so whatever what when i get called and it's a multi-night event there's multiple speakers and every speaker and all preachers have their own various calling and style and giftings i don't ever try to one up the speaker by trying to be something that i'm not you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and right. i want you to speak to to the young people that will be listening about being okay with who god called them to be take a moment and and share 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 what's on your heart about hey man don't be your most authentic self yeah so again with when it comes to ministry when it comes to just say being a child of god um you have to have originality um and i think as you hit it so perfectly on the head uh we've learned to mimic and to an extent mimicking teaches you you know the elements on who you want to be. There's nothing wrong with having a, a hero in the faith or the right. hero who you look to. However, you cannot fall victim to where you mimic yourself to the point where you become them. Um, I have a mentor. I love my mentor to death. Evangelist Jimmy Jones is my mentor. I love that man. I got to death. Um, but I can't preach like him. I can't deliver a word like him because I'm not him. Um, he's the person that will guide me, I feel like, into the next season of my life. But I cannot continue to mold my life the way that his life was molded because I'm a different person. Now, I can take the wisdom he gives me to get to the next destiny of my place in God and use it as fuel to go to where I need to go. But if I begin to mimic and copy and imitate, I'm not keeping to who God has kept me to be. And, and preachers and men and women of God as alike fall into that cycle where they, they've mimicked so much that when it comes time and people say, okay, you can preach and yeah, you sound good and you remind me of such and such. But then when they're called to be original, they can't do it. They struggle with it. Um, you, you have to learn to when I tell it this is the best concept I can put it you have to learn that when the the show if you would of church is over when the lights go out when the mask comes off who are you when nobody's around who are you when when nobody's there with you when there's nobody that's going to push you into a breakthrough or push you on in and lift you up to be all that you feel like you can be 
Who are you in those secret moments? That is who God wants to know. God wants to know who the person is when nobody's around. And when you can come to grasp on who God has called you to be by yourself, and God had to take me to a place of of what we would call singularity, where we were singular before God. There wasn't many people with me. Uh, now we have a lot of people that follow. And of course, I'm grateful for that. But God took me through a place where I had to find who I was. I had to find my lane, my vein in God, if you would. I had to find it. And when I found it and I really realized what God had called me for, I realized that it was more effective more anointed because I wasn't trying to be like everybody else, wasn't trying to preach like everybody else. I had found where God wanted me. And when you find that, God can use you to your full potential. And he will continue to blow your mind when you are kept in originality. Oh. So originality is key. It's That's key powerful. Now, Listen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Evangelist Darian T. Locklear, an amazing, amazing human being and I am so thankful that God has allowed our paths to cross, brother. I want you to know that here at Impacting Life 24-7, we want you to be a regular voice on this out outlet because in all the things that we do, I don't ever want people to ever say that I'm a speaker that happens to be a Christian. Right. No, I'm a Christian that just happens to be a speaker. Correct. Many times people, because I speak in, I speak in secular arenas too, brother. You know what I'm saying? I corporate yeah. America, et cetera. That's what my job is. But sometimes folks say, well, do you still preach anymore? I'm like, just because that's my occupation, don't get it twisted. I'm, I'm, I'm called of God first. I, I'm called yeah. to be, I'm, I'm in the ecclesia first. I'm not just in corporate America. So I want you to know that as we close, because the music playing, I want you to know that as we close, I want you to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that the school year just started. And we locked uh, Evangelist Locklear in because I wanted him to close this broadcast out with speaking to these students who have gone back to school. And many of them face challenges that I certainly didn't face in five years, six years, seven years, however long he's been out of school. The challenges are different now, brother. But we serve the same God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Suicide is not the answer. Fentanyl is not the answer. Drug abuse and alcohol abuse is not the answer. Illicit relationships are not the answers. But God Almighty, we declare from this platform without shame, is the answer. I'm gonna turn this over to the evangelist and I'm gonna ask him to speak directly to this generation of young people that have gone back to school who may already just a few days in be struggling with what their purpose in life is. And I'm gonna let him speak on what God has him to say. And I pray that it would minister to your heart. Evangelist, the floor is yours. First and foremost, I wanna to speak to every person that is watching this globally, wherever you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're involved in tonight, I want you to know, number first, first and foremost, that God is concerned about where you are. There is nothing that you've done that will ever push God's presence off of you. There is nothing that you have been involved in, whether it be presently past tense or you are getting involved in that will keep the presence of God from you. 
The scripture records and tells us that his mercy is renewed every morning, meaning every 24 hour a day, you have a renewed mercy for that day. And because you have this mercy upon your life, God is concerned with the affairs of your life. The problems that mom, dad, uncles, aunts may not understand. God understands. God knows where you are. God knows what you're dealing with. God is concerned about the level that you're under. And no matter the press, no matter the testing, no matter the warfare, that's in the mind or the spirit God is the answer and I'm a firm believer that what the words of man cannot do what the words of a preacher or the words of a psychologist cannot do I believe the words of God can do so what I want to do at this moment I want to pray over you I want to pray that God would minister to your mind minister to your issues give you the guidance on how to seek him and get the issues in your life together it's not the will of God for you to end your life prematurely. It's not the will of God for you to be bound by homosexuality, by all kinds of perverse spirits. There is deliverance, freedom, and there is protection in God. So we're going to pray in this moment. I will turn this back over to our host, Father. We thank you, God, for this broadcast. We thank you, Lord, for allowing, God, this great man of God to have a podium, a platform, Lord, to declare, Lord, the words of your spirit, God, to be a beacon of hope in this lost and dying world. Father, we put faith and confidence in you because you are God and besides you there is no other and we give your name the glory for being God now Lord I pray that you administer God to every man every woman boy and girl that would watch or hear this broadcast tonight pray God that you would teach them and show them God that you are the true answer that the answer is not in drugs it is not in alcohol it is not in perversion but God in you there is the fullness of joy father let God the key of your spirit go inside of their heart and unlock every secret thing God everything that they bottled up and hid from humanity. I pray that you would begin to do surgery upon their lives and give them the peace that passeth all understanding. And everything that you do, God, we will be careful to give you the glory for it's in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Woo! Jesus. You know, I said that surely the presence of the Lord was in this place and we both knew it. So thank you, evangelists. Um, I'm going to send you a link again and maybe in another month or two, just schedule yourself out to come back on. Yes, sir. I I just love what God is doing in you and we want to get an update, keep praying for you, find a way that we can support what you're doing and get the word out that there is a man of God in a little town somewhere west of here (laughs) (laughs) that is following the, the call of God. And who knows who might be inspired tonight, evangelists, to say, man, I, I, I've been running from God and, and this 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 guy has really inspired me to follow my calling. So evangelist Darian T. Locklear in a, a Tar Hill, a fellow Tar Hill and a man of God, fellow evangelist. We love and appreciate you, sir. And we look forward to having you back on the Impacting Life 24-7 broadcast real soon. Okay, my friend? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bless you again. Have a great night. Yes, sir. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. What a way to start a Monday with an evangelist, 23 years old. And and he doesn't talk like a 23 year old, does he? He takes what he does seriously. He is serious about the things of God. And I'm, I want to be around people like that. And, and I feel like iron sharpens iron. And so if you need 
Evangelist Darian Locklear for your next youth revival or church revival in general. He walks in the spirit. He follows after God. He humbles himself before the Lord to speak to the people of God. And I'm believing that the Lord is going to continue to enlarge his borders. And this is just the very beginning. His name will be known throughout every corner of the globe because of his willingness to submit to the plan of God. Love you, Brother Darian. And uh, we'll talk again real soon. For those of you that will tune back in tomorrow night, tomorrow night's Wednesday. So what are we doing on Thursday, y'all? Y'all know where, where we're at on Thursday? Can any of my team tell me? Because I don't know. I think we have we have a guest Thursday. Oh, it is, it is Bonita Simmons, I believe. Y'all send me that. Bonita Simmons is going to be our guest on Impact Life 24-7, and we are going to be talking to her about her dynamic new house that she has birthed from a rubble foundation into a, a safe haven for, for women who have been incarcerated and are coming out, and they need somewhere safe to get rehabilitated to and connected to. And so, Bonita Simmons, this coming Thursday, you guys know her. She's a gospel phenom, been on all types of gospel outlets, award-winning gospel singer, traveled all across the globe. And so, we'll have her to give us an update on what's it called, My Sister's House. And so, look forward to that Thursday night, 7 o'clock, right here on Impacting Life 24-7 with your host, C.L. King. Please reach out to uh, Evangelist Locklear. Tell him how much you appreciate his ministry and connect with him because God is surely using him. Have a great night.